So, you're runaway derelicts, good-bottom vagrant, ain't ya? Like the rest of us? Footpad, maybe? Petty thief? Rob a bank? Podcast, huh? Huh. Podcaster. Well, all right. Let's ride, regulators! On this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Distinctions. Scanning for young guns. 1988. Welcome, Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your XO and mine, Paul the Master Interrupter Powers. Yippee-ki-yay, regulators! Wow. For this discussion of the film Young Guns, we welcome several ship's personnel back aboard, including a host of the Earth Audi podcast, Ship's Cook, Christopher Tiny Sullivan. Hey, Tiny. Ma'am. <laughs> wow. And we also welcome back aboard uh, fellow hosts, uh, other hosts of the Earth Audi podcast, John Long. Welcome back, John. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, howdy. Okay. Uh, so we have Earth Audi here as part of the policy. But also, alongside with them, we welcome back one of the hosts of the Stunning and Brave podcast. He's our entertainment officer, Nate Henderson. Welcome, mate. <laughs> welcome, Nate. Welcome, mate. That works. Hey, mate. Hi. Hey. Good day. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's an honor. Are we talking about Quigley Down Under? That's right. That's right. I thought right. you why anyone tell me. Yeehaw. <laughs> Y'all. I'm going to ride out on the Tundra. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear, Date. Um, and we also welcome back aboard, finally, the other part of the Stunning and Brave podcast. Uh, I'm a he, stunning one. He is our chief entertainer, Chris Cowan, who is the hey. stunning one. Hey, and Chris, this is actually your 10th yeah. time on the podcast. So Whoa. you have finally been promoted to... Entertainment officer, congratulations! Well, thank you. I would just like to uh, go on a very long tirade against uh, climate change um, <laughs> as I accept this trophy. So, <laughs> can I do that? No, it's not a okay. trophy. It's a promotion. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you get paid more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero times ten. It's amazing. Now that you have a quick flyby uh, of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs? For Young Guns. You're darn tootin'. Young Guns was released on August 12th, 1988. Runs an hour and 47 minutes too long, according to some people. <laughs> it's rated R as directed by Christopher Kane, with lead stars being Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, and Lou Diamond Phillips. The music was composed by Brian Banks, with some help by a, a rock band for some reason. <laughs> anyway, Young Guns. All right, you want to do the box office? Let's go. Ones? All right, let's do the box office game. The box office. Here we go. Young Guns was made for $11 million and earned over $45 million in the box office. Ooh, nice job, Young Guns, if I can find those. Thank you, Mario. All right, given this and the fact that it is in the Western genre, 
how high do you think it is compared to all the other Western genre movies out of 139 in the box office? Ooh, 139. My goodness. Uh, let's start with Chris. Uh, Chris Cowan. Out of out of 139. 139. Where does it rank? Yes, in the box office. For box office. In the box, box office. office. Um, I'm gonna. Well, uh, are, are we are we calibrating for uh, the change in in uh, inflation? <laughs> yes. No, does that makes. Uh, I don't no, think so. We don't. It's fine. We it's, don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I'll say 17th. Wow. Okay. That high. Wow. Okay. It also does not include uh, international box office because it wasn't released internationally. Just domestic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Nate, what say you? The world burned it down. Um, the uh, I, I'll go uh, somewhere in the 30s. Why not? 30, 33. 33. And uh, Chris said 17. Um, how about you, uh, Tiny? I think it's in the top 10. I'm going to say 10. 10. Okay. John? Um, one dollar, Bob. <laughs> one number one of all westerns. This did the most uh, money. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it would be thirty nine if I was going to pick thirty nine. Okay, I'm gonna... you like... <laughs> No, you can't change your answer. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, okay. I'm going to go <laughs> way low and say ninety seven. I guess ninety seven for me. We have from chat eighty seven from Hicks and sixty from Dale. Paul, where does it rank? All right, according to thenumbers.com, Young Guns, released 1988, is 19th. What? Whoa. Yeah, I think that, yeah, Chris is the closest. The 17. Congratulations, Whoa. Chris. Man. All right, well, as I accept the trophy for winning this round, I would like to go on a <laughs> long tirade against climate change. <laughs> Did you watch this movie? Time, the climate looked beautiful. We don't need to. <laughs> We don't need to worry about the climate. Shark still looks fake. Though. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind meld or our subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get to once Alice has located our target film. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. Emilio Estevez. I'm really not liking him. Kiefer Sutherland. Doc likes me. I can't stand him. Blue Diamond Phillips. Glad I never killed you. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. We're gonna go out in the yard and see who has the right to run this group of regulators. That's the gravy place. Ain't easy having pals. <laughs> They're the best. Young Guns. Rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Everybody got that? <laughs> <laughs> that commercial brings back some memories about Young Guns, but to give you some context for the things we collectively remembered most before our rewatch, here's our memory mind melt synopsis, which is actually pretty minimal because I think only two of us have actually seen this movie before. So here it is. Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive helps advertise this movie about before Coach Gordon Bombay led the Mighty Ducks and after he spent a Saturday in detention. He led a band of outlaws in the Old West. I, I, I don't think there, there was there a Bon Jovi song in this. No, okay, no. I didn't. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, Bon Jovi did promote um, uh, Young Guns Two with uh, "Shot Down in a Blaze of Glory," but uh, "Dead or Alive" was not used to promote. All right, so that means that this was 
Accepted. Based on those memories, as flawed as they kind of were, what rating did they lead us lead you guys to predict for this movie before you rewatched it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? And yes, even though you may not have seen this before, what was your prediction nonetheless? Let's start with uh, John this time. I'm going to go with nostalgic because it came out when I was 12 and I watched oh, really? it when I was a kid. Oh, cool. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Tiny? Um, if you look up the film on uh, Metacritic and IMDb, the re- reviews are kind of mediocre. So I I thought it would be tragic. Tragic. Right. Okay. Uh, Nate? Uh, I predicted nostalgic. Nostalgic. Uh, Chris? I threw a dart at a dartboard and landed <coughs> on nostalgic. Okay. Nostalgic. <laughs> uh, how about you, Paul? Uh, I predicted nostalgic as well before we... And you know what? I did too because I'm. I was thinking, okay, there's plenty of interest in this movie, so I'm sure it has some, some, uh, some amount of stuff that's worth watching to it. Sure, it's a cult classic for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, culty. Yeah, that's we'll go with that. Uh, (laughs) It'll be interesting to see if those predictions come came true. But first, let's get into our discussion of the things we liked most about Young Guns. Let's spin up our. Best three. Two. It's actually going to be best two this time. Yes. Thank you, Paul. That's right. We're going, because there's so many of us, we're just going to give one like each. And then, our, and then our classic makers after that. So let's start with, I'm going to start with Paul, actually. What's one thing you liked about this film? One thing I totally forgot and I shouldn't have was the uh, peyote scene. I thought it was hilarious. When they slowed <laughs> down their, in their voices and uh, we're in the spirit realm now. <laughs> that was enjoyable. Okay. That was the thing you like. Okay. All I right. thought that was almost entertaining as well. Almost <laughs> <laughs> entertaining. Okay, but what was actually something that was truly entertaining for you, Chris? Uh, um, uh, well, <laughs> he actually took took the peyote scene. Um, oh, okay. I would I would say you know one thing that I, I liked about it was that I I have seen worse cinematography in other movies. <laughs> Okay. Good. Fair enough. So it was pretty good cinematography, is what you're saying, or at least um, not as bad as you've seen. And I would say, actually, I, 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 let me pivot there because okay. the cinematography was fine. Um, but I think probably a, a good thing was I liked I liked the cast. It was a great cast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cool seeing all these like. It's big names. Well, yeah, like at least four big names in this cast. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, fine. More, yes. I suppose Curly the What's what's who's who plays Curly? Um jeez. Um uh, Jack Jack Palance. Jack Palance. Yes, yeah. yes. Thank and you. You have John Locke in there from Lost. Oh yeah. That's and, right. And, and the other western ladies. <laughs> and General Zod. It's awesome. Yeah. I I totally thought it was Tom Selleck the whole time. But uh then I found out it was John Locke. <laughs> 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 that mustache threw me off. Wow. Uh, you youngin. Quickly, what you doing down here? <laughs> oh gosh, Nate, was them being young? Since you said youngin, that's my segue. Was that something you liked about these this film, or was there something else you enjoyed? Uh, I enjoyed. At first, I was like, "What on earth is this soundtrack doing here to this movie?" Uh, but then I kind of got into the. I just accepted it. I, I accepted the '80s guitar riffs. 
And uh, like I was joking around before we started recording, it really does sound in some of the most dramatic scenes in the movie, like like somebody's like selling something on a nineties infomercial <laughs> just in the background. Like just kind of like I on LA or something and it and it's it's like but like the the zaniness of the soundtrack um just i think fiercely dated that movie yes um and uh and i it got to the point where it became enjoyable it was originally like a an intense dislike but by the end i was like shoot why not let's just get some (laughs) let's get throw some guitar in there let's let's throw some uh, synthesizers and let's uh let's go for it I'm no. I'm glad it's been my number three dislike. If we were oh, doing there you oh. go. But. I'm glad it harmonized for for one of us, uh, Nate. Uh, let's go <laughs> to uh, Tiny next. What's something you liked about Young Guns? Um, I actually liked uh, the soundtrack as well, and I, I enjoyed the oh, cast okay. also. So since I can't pick those, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll just pick out uh, Emilio Estevez specifically as yeah. Billy the Kid. Mm-hmm. Was a really fun character to watch because really he's a terrible leader. For this ragtag group, he's always killing people. He he doesn't have a level head, but he's funny at the same time, and he's somehow able to get everyone to follow him, even though he's making terrible decisions. So he was a lot of fun to watch. I liked Emilio Estevez as Billy the Kid. Okay, yeah, you know what? I I was I was mocking that a little bit, but now that I think about it, yes, Emilio Estevez, I think did do a good job portraying this character. Me, the character is the thing I had a problem with, but we'll we'll get there. I thought oh, one of the highlights was when he had them all put their hands in the middle and say "quack quack." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the part where he was in the bar and he was talking to the bounty hunter. Yes, that's the part. Oh gonna, yeah, yeah. Taking two of my hard things. <laughs> <laughs> he looks in the mirror. He's like, "Look, I see you." Yeah, he's, he's right like, there. "I'm seeing you right there." <laughs> <laughs> He, yeah, he did but have really, some, you know, uh, some awesome moments. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. Oh, I was just saying, like, he played that character with the right amount of crazy, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. I think you have to have to be a, uh, I don't know, Wild West killer or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, avenging the death of your ranch boss or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's, his, it's his craziness that helps save him in the end. Yeah. 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 There you go. And it's funny how, like, throughout the movie, they have, like, better ideas like hey let's go to mexico hey let's go out west yeah and for some reason he's still able to draw him in no let's go up against impossible odds right charismatic (laughs) he is yeah yeah and that whole whole speech about oh go to mexico that is a test i'm in i I thought that was that was interesting it's almost like reverse psychology i want to say it's like oh maybe this he's why to do this maybe we should actually do it but okay (laughs) awesome guys uh so uh, John, was there was that your the thing you liked then? The well, I was going to talk about the scene in the bar. You know, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. If you, you want to hold the pistol, the guy who's going to kill that's going to kill Billy the Kid and all mm-hmm. that. I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Okay. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. To me, I don't know. I'm oh, not yeah, a totally. Yeah. Guy like y'all, <laughs> one of the better scenes. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I would I agree with that. that. Yeah. Yes. And for me, I I'm actually going to take it one step further than what Chris said. And I thought this movie was actually really beautifully shot. I thought a lot of it looked really cinematic, and I I love that so much of it seemed on location. And I I didn't do my research somewhere out west. It looked like so uh, probably. Well, I don't think it was filmed in Asia. So yes. Oh my 
Yes. Okay. So out west, the Western world. So the west. I'm like, okay. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for clarifying my lack of research. You're welcome. Okay. Now let's go through and do our classic makers, the things we liked most about Young Guns. Uh, my, I'm going to go ahead and start things off and say that I I thought that, and we were talking about different scenes that we liked from Billy from Billy the Kid, and I really, you know what, I was really jazzed. And even though I kind of saw it coming, I thought it was a cool moment when they chuck that big chest out the window at the end, and he like he flings it open that and busts chest out. Of it. Bounced way too easily for someone inside it. But go ahead. Yes, <laughs> yes I'm 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 turning my brain off as you like to okay. say, Paul. Okay, and I like how he pops out of it like a yeah. Trojan horse style and just shoots a bunch. Yeah. How they yeah. don't immediately target in on him and just take him out. There's a lot of that in this movie, like. It seems like a you lot. all could yeah. <laughs> really just make this easy on yourselves. The element of surprise, sure, he'll take out a couple, but really? Anyway, uh, but I thought that was a cool moment. So that is my classic maker. Uh, let's go to John next. Well, I'm going to go back to the bar because I really love that scene, but also okay. like the world's <laughs> worst bounty hunter. Was <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you not have a sketch of the guy you're hunting down or whatever? Well, well didn't they have a sketch, but it was of Charlie Sheen's character? Yeah, like, right. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, he's dead about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Which I just want to go on record and say uh, the best Emilio Estevez Charlie Sheen movie is uh, Men at Work, by the way. I've never just seen that one. Together. It's, never seen it's that good. Movie. Okay. <laughs> I've yeah. always been curious. I, mean, I don't know. Now. I'm not a movie guy. So you guys like watch movies different than me. I can watch the crappiest movie ever and be insane. So I'm not looking at the cinematic shots and all that in it. I'm just not that into movies. Sure, sure. That's fine. Um, okay, cool. But that's that's something you like. That that is your favorite yeah. part. Very cool. Uh Tiny, let's go back. Yeah, oh. I like the part. Very cool. Tiny? Uh yeah, everything I liked has been mentioned before. Uh, I guess I would say the thing I liked most about, again, was, we, and we've already talked about it, it's just the cast. Uh, not just Emilio Estevez, but I enjoyed uh, everybody in the cast. Yeah. Lou Diamond. Yeah. Lou Diamond. Yeah. Lou Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's my classic maker. I like Chavez. Oh, okay. You know, when he, was, he said, many nights did I place my knife to your neck. Yes. Today I'm glad I never killed you. <laughs> that was a good moment. Yes, I do like that. That's you know, a good line. Too. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use that at work. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's harassment, boss. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of really great character moments in this film. So I, I will definitely give you that. That's that's fantastic. Uh, Nate? Awesome. Uh, fine. No, I'm going to jump in. I'm oh, fine. Go for it. also my classic maker. Oh, really? Classic. Okay. And this, in fact, this is the only film of uh, uh, Ter- what's his name? General Terrence Stamp? Terrence Stamp? Yeah. Yes, Terrence Stamp. This is the only movie I remember rooting for him because every other movie that he's played... I'm like, no, you're General Zod. You deserve to die. Gosh. Even like in, in Star Wars Episode One, and I'm like, no, that's right. You down, you vote down Chancellor Valorum. Valorum. Yes. And it's like no faith in Zod, but this time I actually felt for the guy. So that's that's good. I mean, I thought the entire cast did a good job with what they were giving. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, now that you interrupted me, saying Nate, it's you're your welcome. turn. Nate, what was your classic maker? I. You know, I was I was totally taken aback when 
the I forget the name of the character, but he gave the regulators speech. So is is there any, was anybody a fan of the regulator uh, song from the nineties? No, I don't know. Warren G. Yeah, by Warren yeah. G. Yeah, Warren G. Okay. Absolutely. So I had heard I had heard that a million times with my buddies in high school. We listened to it all the time. And we had that first part memorized, like the, you know, regulators, we regulate any stealing of his property. We darn good too, but you can't be any geek off the street. You got to be handy with the steal. If you know what I mean, earn your keep. That whole thing is said at the very beginning of the regulators song. Oh, really? And I had no idea that came from young guns. So when he started saying that, just my my high school brain just started freaking out. Oh, that's cool. The connection, and it was like, oh my gosh, that's where this whole thing comes from. Like you got you stealing any of his property and everything. That's it was. They totally just recited it from Young Guns, and that was just something I was not expecting at all. So it it totally took me by surprise, and that was like my favorite moment of oh, the movie. Oh wow. I I love I love that song back in the '90s, and to hear that that's where that thing came from, I just made the connection, and it it made my made my day. That's so cool. I've never yeah. heard that song, so I'm not familiar with it. But that's oh, that's it's got a great such... Michael McDonald hook into it. Yes, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> right. take a bunch. They take that hook, and then they apparently they entered in some young young guns dialogue <laughs> and some rap, and you got yourself a winner of a song. Oh, that's right. Check that out. Awesome, awesome. Well, that leaves Chris. What is your classic maker for Young Guns? Um, I think what really stood out to me was that the movie wasn't as bad as 310 to Yuma, the remake. What? There you so, go. And so I, I really appreciated that about the film. Whoa, 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 whoa. Put the train brakes on. 310 to Yuma is like one of my favorite Western movies no. of modern cinema. How do you not like it? 310 to Yuma. Me either. <laughs> What don't? What? <laughs> what don't you like? It? What's Here's Chris? What's wrong with you? The rant. Okay. The dude is literally stabbing people left and right, and they're not even tying him to his horse. So he jumps from his horse and he stabs another guy, and they still don't tie him to his horse. Then they get him into the room. They don't chain him to the bed, so he kills another guy. They never ever restrain the bad guy in that movie all the way to the train. It's the <laughs> stupidest thing ever. Yeah, but you know what, Chris? You know what, Chris? The son was pretty obedient in that movie, so. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Son was well behaved. That's a good point. It was. That's a good point. So, so yeah, I think well, that's Chris, We all can't have airtight logics like young yeah. guns. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'll, I'll be honest. It, it, it was a challenge for me to find to find a classic maker. I thought the the. Probably the the best scene was the the um the bar scene. Yeah. What I mean, it was predictable, but it was it was fun to to see him kind of mess with the guy uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and then blow him away at the end. Yeah. 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 And then blow him, blow him away. Got to do that for sure. We're we're getting there, guys. Believe me. Well, yeah. actually, one of the scenes that I didn't think I was going to enjoy um was when uh the guy approached Emilio down by the the border of Mexico and, and oh yeah, and Garrett. He I turned think? his back and he said, D- uh, do you, like, should I trust you? And he, like gave like he was like being vulnerable to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that is a great way to test. Yes, like, is this guy really like for real or not? 
Turns out it wasn't. Spoiler. But <laughs> at the moment, I thought, you know, and he, and he wasn't blown away. I thought, wow, that really that shows trust. Yes. So I thought it. I Thank thought, you, Doc Ock. I thought that scene was really intriguing. Well, now, I, did I read or hear right? Maybe when they were doing their sort of epilogue, Kiefer was doing this. dude. Who's doing his voiceover? Was that guy Garrett the one who eventually killed Billy the Kid? No, it was. Yep, um, nope. That's great, guys. I'm glad you're <laughs> on the same page. Pat Garrett's the guy who killed Billy the Kid in real life. Yeah. I thought in the sequel he did kill him, though. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. In the sequel, in Young Guns 2. Spoilers. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, Paul, what were you thinking? I, I was thinking it was. Um, uh, uh, Ben Affleck's younger brother, Casey Affleck. That's who shoots him in the back. Isn't that in a completely different movie? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, Paul. Why? 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 Okay. Well, I can ask why until I'm blue in the face, but uh, why, why, why can I not remember that I have one more thing I like? Jeez. When will I learn? But alas, yes, I have one more thing I like. P-O-S-T-O-S. He loves Star Trek, but he hates bad Star Trek. Matt McKinney, joined by off-screen Kim and occasionally Drew Bax, the sociopathic Talaxian, take on Star Trek, Smallville, and whatever other shows might appear in his field of vision. You can find P-O-S-T-O-S on YouTube. Just search under the title or at www.pos-tos.com. I think I missed that part of Young Guns. <laughs> yeah, what does that have to do with Young Guns? <laughs> um, so extended edition of Starship Enterprise. You guys yeah. know what? My favorite thing about Star Trek is the lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know yeah, POS stands for, right? Uh, piece of stupid. Yeah, so I think you get your connection right there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine, Paul. That wasn't a great. That's really nothing related. It's just that's honestly the the promo I haven't done for the longest. So I was just going through the circuit. Okay, that was a worse segue than those those Chinese knockoff segues that you plug in and they exploded and they had to recall them. Appreciate that, Chris. Thanks. Did but <laughs> how about we go into some trivia about Young Guns? Okay, yeah, guys. Sounds great to me. Yeah. Okay. Did you all realize that some of the actors rode their horses so fast that the director, Christopher Kane, yelled at them for being dangerous? Lou Diamond Phillips uh, recalled, it was the one day when we sort of, he sort of ch uh, chastised us for being young. I mean, it's like in the title, dude. Um, so <laughs> given that, my question to you guys is, what is something that you were chastised for as a kid from a parent or just an adult? And let's start with uh, Paul. You can't go with your laughing too much in class because you said that oh, one already. Oh, darn. Um, for bouncing a ball in the house? But I think I already told that story where I broke an imported Italian vase. Yes, you did tell um, that story too, yes. All right. Well, while I think about all the stories I haven't told, <laughs> go to someone else. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do mine. Okay. So uh, when I was in middle school, uh, usually I would be the one uh, looking after my, my brothers, uh, because my parents were at work. So, uh, one time though, I decided my friends invited me to go out to the forest and do just like pretend army or whatever or and not peyote, just <laughs> army. So I, I went and played army with them 
And then when I got home, I was grounded uh, because I left my brothers. And so they're just there on their own with no oh, adults. Yeah. So I got to leave a man behind. That's the first rule of army. Come on. <laughs> I got grounded for not coming in in time. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Uh, let's go to John next. What's something a uh, parent or adult chastised you for? Oh, goodness. I have a million I could tell. <laughs> You, you never, but you never share those on your show, Earth Oddities. So I'm sure you have ample, ample ones to pick from. Uh, well, one time I went to a really small church, and on Sunday night, like it was our youth group was only me and my three cousins, and they okay. weren't at church. So they decided the youth guy was like, "Let's just go out to the sanctuary." I said I was going to the bathroom while he went out of the sanctuary. I went to the car and got a football out of the back, and I was throwing it on the roof of the church <laughs> like an idiot. And it was bouncing down the roof, and I was catching it. And the next thing I know, my dad rounds the corner, and I got in a considerable amount of trouble, not only for skipping church, but also interrupting church. So, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That'll learn you. Yeah. That's why I'm not in the NFL today. Washed <laughs> any. Any chance I had. Yeah. And did he also Bad tell you? 5'10 and white and 43. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. don't let those hold you back. But did yeah, he right. say, did he say, son, you keep this up. I'm never going to record a podcast intro for you when you're a grown up. <laughs> no, my dad's mellowed <laughs> out a lot over the years. So. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We've actually became allies instead of adversaries. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Or you joined his. Oh my gosh. Okay, now I'm going to go to uh, Chris next. What's something your parents chastised you for? Or did you get away from with everything since you were one of like 10, 20 kids or something? That's true. I did have, I, I got lost in the in the mess because I, I have seven <laughs> siblings. But um, uh, you, you would have liked me, Francisco. I was Ooh. actually a very obedient child. Yes. So, Good job, uh, Chris. Aaron's you, you wouldn't know it because I'm such a crazy renegade now. But uh, um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think, and it was it's it's hard to think of anything in particular. I think um, I used to draw uh, violent pictures, like I would redraw like Garfield, like and John from Garfield, and like ripping each other's arms off, or Garfield beating John up, or oh, Calvin and Hobbes, like. <laughs> I don't know, killing the <laughs> wow, <laughs> the, what dark the girl. Yeah, it, you know, it got dark and violent. Yeah, so, that so sounds sometimes awesome. I make some pretty violent comics, and and my mom wasn't super stoked on those. Sure, sure. Where do you think that came from? That's uh, my well, it's it's all that repress repression from being an obedient child. So oh. it has to get out some way. Yeah, 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 exactly. Either yeah. that or become a serial killer. So yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad it didn't turn out. To be that, like as well, we, that's the as last as time Cowan's going to be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, how about you? You said the director chastised the actors. The director had no right to chastise anyone about anything on this picture. How dare he? <laughs> he well, they were after in yeah. the middle of what he was making. All right. Um. <laughs> I, I too, was a, a pretty obedient child, Francisco. So I'm glad um, we would have gone along but, splendidly, guys. But I did, I did, um, I watched The Karate Kid whenever that came out. Mm-hmm. I forget what year that came out. I think um, 84. 84. Okay, so I was, I was about five. I was and about five. Re- and we covered it in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 20. 
And I got into some trouble at Sunday school, more Ooh. getting into trouble at, at church, mm -hmm. um, because I had built this amazing, what I thought was amazing, this block fort, okay. uh, basically. And this, and, and this other kid in the class was trying to compete with mine. So <laughs> he built one for his, but he didn't have the blocks he wanted. So he actually came up to my fort. And took a block out from Whoa. like the base. Oh man! And it, it like crumbled because he just really wanted that block. Oh. And so me just worlds. me just having seen Karate Kid that oh, no. weekend, <laughs> yeah. I go up Don't to him <laughs> and I I give him like the most perfectly delivered crane kick yeah. to the chest <laughs> and he flew back into his block for and his blocks were just flying everywhere and I was just standing in triumph for like I want to say about like a couple seconds before the Sunday school teacher just yanked my arm and, and I got in uh, really big really big trouble there so tell, uh, that was please tell yeah. me his name is Johnny Please tell me. Uh, probably. Yeah. 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 Uh, Good. That's I like probably this. what gave me the idea in yep. the first place. So yeah. totally he fair. Jenga'd you. He jangled me, and then you jenga, <laughs> and then I chained him. Then I jenga his <laughs> chest. Uh, well, that leaves tiny, and then we'll get to Dale here in chat, who left one. Go ahead. Uh, I used to get in trouble for a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So apparently, I wouldn't be friends with the Earth Eye guys, but I'd be friends with the Staying Brave guys. I see. Okay. I mostly got in trouble for bad grades, but I think okay. probably the worst thing I used to get in trouble for is uh, lighting things on fire. Yeah. I love playing with matches. Okay. Fireworks. I used to love to light stuff on fire. I, I, I still like to light stuff on fire, if I'm being honest. Have you burned off one time? I did. Yeah. You burned what off one time? Uh, it was my wife's 38th birthday. <laughs> I set my leg on fire. What? And <laughs> I haven't been able to top that. It was I've... an exotic dance. <laughs> the okay. Wow. I feel like there's other gifts you could get her that would be, she would probably appreciate more. Probably. Well, yeah, all those gifts have been forgotten. She'll yeah. never forget her 38th birthday. That's true. true. Point. Very Mark, true. Mark, point. Yeah. They're calling the hunk of burning love. <laughs> and that's one thing she can't return to the store. So They actually call me the chunk of burning love. Wow. So. You know what? Chicks do dig scars, and glory does last forever. So I, I hat tip you to you. Thanks, Keanu. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, guys. Well, and then in chat, Dale does say, uh, I would bring down the house with my answer, so I don't want to have an Oprah moment. Uh, fair enough. Uh, fair enough, Dale. But thanks for letting us what like wetting our appetite for wanting to know what it was since it was apparently so big. But we will commence with the rest of the show with uh, Paul saying his line, which is great trivia. <laughs> great trivia, Francisco. And I have the answer to our last audience question, which was again, how did Batman begin? Sorry, how did Batman begin? <laughs> how did Batman begin? Hmm, they should make a movie about that. How did Batman Begins sound like Lion King? I'm I'm curious. We didn't get any, Paul's going to say this. We didn't get any answers. Does anyone here have a thought of what what the answer to that could be? What wait, how Batman what? Begins is like the Lion King? How Batman oh, Begins like sounds like the Lion King. 
Uh, I think when uh, when uh, Mr. Wayne was shot in the alley, it was the same song that was playing. No, nope. uh, got run over by the wheel to peace. Well, nope. it, I mean, Hans Zimmer scored the Dark Knight. Ding, 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 a, ding. And he had a major hand in the first. Uh, I don't think he was the ex- the direct composer for Batman Begins, but he certainly had a major uh, hand in it. And then yes. he actually scored uh, Dark Knight. Batman Begins, but yes. Uh, so, yes, that is the answer. We're looking for Hans Zimmer because, yeah, he composed music for both of them. So, yes. good job, right. Nate. I'm glad that it wasn't so esoteric no one would make it. Like a lion roaring. Okay. okay. I'm a lion roaring. <laughs> Sorry, yes, I, I didn't mention that Hans Zimmer scored the Lion King. There's the connection. Yes. So, there you are. No, no, that's fine. Okay. But continue, Paul, with what you were going to say. All right, so now let's talk about this episode's listener question. Here's a new question for the listeners, which is, what movie have we previously reviewed that stars Keeper Sutherland and Charlie Sheen? Yes, so send your answers to trivia at RetroRewindPodcast.com. By the time we record the next episode, we only need the movie name. We don't even need the episode number. Just the movie name, guys. You can do it. I believe in you. And you have everyone watching live has plenty of time to do this. But even if you're uh, you're catching this when it releases, which you're probably listening to now, and you're one of those people, so I'm talking to you. Yes, you right now. Uh, you have like a week and a half before we record our next episode. So email where? Trivia at RetroRewindPodcast.com. All right. Now that we have all had some trivial fun, let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, had about Young Guns. Uh, okay. Dustin Warford uh, says, Never Josh with Billy the Kid. I love this movie. Fun Western that everyone should enjoy. If you are at work and you shout, Regulators! And no one shouts, Saddle up! Then you need to quit. You don't need that negativity in your life. (laughs) Steve Hamilton agrees when he says, Regulators! People using the the outhouse while shooting. Dirty Steve. And look at the size of that chicken. Yeah, which I wonder, <laughs> Steve Hamilton, is that? Do you get Dirty Steve as your um, Instagram handle from this movie? I'm very curious if that's where you got it from. That's why I was confused. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. At Theo, Theo, uh, it's Theology Geeks podcast, but Theolo Theolo Geeks Pod on Twitter. I'll make you famous. Which is a quote from Young Guns. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's right. Oh, really? That's Young Guns <laughs> yeah. too? Oh, well, yeah, wow. it's Young Guns too. <laughs> John Wilkerson says, I remember walking the streets with the six string on my back and playing for keeps, which is also from, from number Young two. Guns That's the song <laughs> by Bon Jovi. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Young Guns too, back in oh, the head. <laughs> That's for coherence. Right. <laughs> uh, Dallas Panda Marshall Morris says, I recall nothing. Absolutely nothing. LOL. Not easily a Western fan. Fair. Kevin Joshua Burnham says, it is loud with the ridiculous plot, preposterously silly characters, and a naive story. I've never had the desire to rewatch it or even bother with its predecessor. Whoa. <laughs> What, like wait, isn't predecessor? Is predecessor? <laughs> the, I think he meant. Successor. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say. I think predecessor is what comes before successor. Is yeah, the sequel, or is there a prequel to this that we don't know? Younger guns, oh, baby, baby guns, guns. <laughs> baby guns, <laughs> pea shooters. Going along with Kevin's uh, comment, it leads us right into the things we didn't like about young guns. So it's time for us to spin up our worst two, worst three. 
but yeah, like Paul said, our worst two things will go. Well, let's let's just blaze through these. Not that we have the saddles for it. Uh, let's start with Chris. What's something you didn't like about Young Guns? Oh man, I'm sure it there's such a. It was such a perfect film. I know I there's know. so little to pick from. Um, so I'm going to get two of these and a tragic maker. No, no one, one, okay, one, one and, a, and a tragic. Maker. Yes, exactly. Okay, just make it sure. Swing just for make the fences. Sure. All right. Okay. Just trying to trying to negotiate for more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I think one of the the seat. <laughs> it was so good. He can't yeah. even think of anything. Yeah, there I guess were a so. lot of aspects to the story that did not make sense. Um, mm. And so I'm going to call out specifically the scene where uh, Billy is like, this guy's a traitor. I know it. Thank you. And everybody's yeah. like, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's like, yes, he is. He gave me a and look or something. Shoots him, shoots him in the head. Yes. And everybody's freaking out. And then um, Kiefer Sutherland's <laughs> like, oh, no, Richard, he was right. And so obviously you're like, oh, man, Richard must like know something. You must know, like, some secret <laughs> bit of information, some kind of smoking gun yeah, yeah. that proves that this guy was, in fact, the traitor that Billy thought he was. No, so I'm, when he said that, I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to find out. And, nope. then, and, and then Kiefer Sutherland explains the elaborate smoking gun evidence that he has. <laughs> McCluskey was acting strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh well then <laughs> didn't see that coming that that's a real uh that's a piece of in- information we did not have that we needed in order yeah, to understand true. that he was in fact the traitor i'm glad you're paying true. okay yeah, so I think he was just trying to smooth things over and yeah, calm everybody that's down. Right. No, he, he was a traitor he was yeah, acting no, strange he was oh, okay then he weird. was a traitor Okay, he was acting strange, so you you deserve being shot in the head. Okay, Okay, so I didn't miss something that proves he was he was a tree. It was a different time. Okay, good good to know. Okay, um, I'm right there with you, Chris. That did not make sense to me either. Like like Billy Kid says, he he gave me this look or he had a look. I'm like, oh, did did he? Did I miss it? I I didn't see anything. Um, Oh man, true. Okay, let's go to Nate next. That was that that really bugged the the heck out right? of me. That I one. was like any good script would have some really cool reveal or something. Yeah. Yes. You know? But that didn't happen. So yeah, so mine it overall, because I had to combine a bunch of them into one singular <laughs> uh mentality. Paul's having way too much fun with the camera. Um the uh okay, so everybody in this movie had the mentality of like a sixth grader. Yeah. Right. Well, they everybody are supposed to be young. Was, everybody was governed by the id. <laughs> everybody was like th- people's motivations and choices, again, are not explained or defined very well at yeah, all. Totally. And the fact that they were willing to follow Billy the Kid, who is a psychopath, <laughs> like anybody else in their right mind would have just shot Billy in the back. And they're like, OK, I guess we can like start functioning like normal human beings. Right. right. Like that. I love the fact that Terrence Stamp was taking however much, 20 yeah. minutes, 30 minutes to try and teach them to be like admirable totally, or, yes. or honorable men and to do the right thing. 
And I was like thinking, wow, that that could have really had like a really cool payoff or or yes. changed Billy the Kid for the better or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, he gets totally gunned down that like all goes out the window and like <laughs> every little bit of training and and in civilized uh, behavior Decorum, that yeah. was instilled in them yeah. completely goes out the window. They make no choices that are smart. Like nobody is smart in the gang at all. Right? They're all a bunch yeah. of idiots. The only solution <laughs> they have is to just get high as, as high as kites and just hope that that's gonna work. Um, man, the, I feel like you're holding back, man. No, it's I just like, like to point out that they prayed and asked for no. Like if you if you gave a bunch of sixth graders cap guns. And and said he, you have a, a, a an hour recess. Go out, and I'm going to write down everything you say that you engage in your story. That's what they do. Pew, I'm going to shoot you. No, no, I shot you. Yeah. No, I got you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and that, that it was seriously like, but I felt like I was watching sixth graders have access to horse and guns. Yeah, and it was just some stupid Lord of the Flies. Yes. Uh, fiasco that didn't make any sense at all okay Francisco, they were very disobedient right they were they were but they were (laughs) they were somewhat growing out as an alabamian sixth graders down here do have access to horses and guns (laughs) anytime you guys want to come on down here we go anytime we want to make this thing in an afternoon (laughs) anytime we want to shoot young guns three that's right the only way i can get my nine-year-old to go to bed on time is if i beat him in a draw Hold him at gunpoint. Go, go to bed, son. I will. Yeah. I will. I, I, go ahead. I will say, I'm going to just go with my tragic maker because it's pretty much right in line with yours, Nate. You pretty much spoke to Wait, it. You're doing tragic maker? No, but I mean, that's pretty much it. So I'm just carrying on the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It bugged me so much. I, when, yes, you think that uh, Ter- General Zod instilled all these good morals or he is trying to. And then they, they decide, you know what? We got it. We got to find justice. Okay. They're going to be deputized as regulators or what have you. Right. And then the, they go to get the first, the first guy, Henry Hill. And what does he do? He just Dude. kills them in cold blood. Just Billy <laughs> yeah. just turns around, just shoots him. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. I, I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting some well, sort of like character of Billy. <laughs> well, see, I By don't know way, anything about the Billy the kid. But they had, they had so many things throughout the movie that were set up. With yeah. no payoff. Yeah. If you're yeah. going to set something off, set something up at, in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. They were like building towards, I'm not, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I don't want to st- steal anything from anyone else. But there, yeah. were, there were a lot of moments that built up and then nothing. Exactly. I, I would have loved to have had, there been something seated that made sense for him to like be like very like, very having an itchy trigger finger or something that. He said he killed a man. That, he was, he there was, was no, there's nothing that I saw on screen that oh, you want to see him kill a man. First. <laughs> that no, what, what would have been an awesome realization is if Billy eventually confessed that he did kill a man and it like tore him up inside or something, right. you know, like, Great. and it's haunted him ever since. And it's made, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, no, but he, he acts like a psychopath with yes, no value exactly. whatsoever for human life. I loved it. 
Maybe that is not that, that is not a character that I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna totally get behind this guy. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. just doesn't work. I'm gonna steal uh, Francisco Spotlight. I know he's doing his tragic maker, but you just brilliantly set up the my dislike. Is oh okay, Go is Billy it. the kid the act, the character himself is because this is your main character. And like the rest of his crew, they don't like him, and I don't like him. Yeah, now, yes, right. he does have the the craziness that they need to deal with this this issue that they're in. But I, I agree, Nate, that if they if they made him a more likable, if you can make him crazy and still likable, but yeah, they yeah. didn't do it. I mean, I I haven't seen the Joker yet, but I I from what I know of it, it's like you see this descent into madness. You see why he's motivated to kill people or whatnot so i would have liked more of like a a a a look into that aspect of him so it makes sense why he's like just yeah going on killing yeah see him gradually go down that road yeah yeah yeah, yeah. see see him debate internalize maybe the struggle between um the zod you know the the example zod set and like his his nature Yes. There's got to be some struggle as he degrades into madness. Yeah. But there wasn't. It was uh, yeah. right off the bat. I'm yeah. going to shoot that guy. I, I, you just got deputized. What was the point exactly. of getting deputized? Exactly. Just go kill anyway if that's what you're going to do. That Why are you still wearing those badges? It makes no point. Hey, some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joker. There's a big difference between impulsivity and psychopath. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> That's just, yeah. So, so Dale in chat brings up a good point. He says, I think Amelia was already there when we meet him in the movie, and that's fine, but you can always do flashbacks in movies or something like that. I need hour, something. 45 minutes as it is. You don't need to add <laughs> half an hour. You just know that this guy's crazy. Okay. Well, now, if they had had Charlie Sheen as a super crazy op, that would have made more sense. Oh, totally. Looking back at me, totally. Freaking tiger blood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's let's get back to back back to it. Dislikes, John. What's something you disliked about this film? You you're one of the few people that have seen this before. Watching yeah. again, was there something that like, yeah, I, I I really don't like that. Well, I really didn't like the peyote scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was really bizarre, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I may or may not have dabbled in some hallucinogens <laughs> in my life, and. <laughs> It just wasn't very believable to me. Okay. okay. <laughs> Wait, well, that 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 I can agree with. You're saying there's no like deep voice like this when? Oh my gosh, it's so meaningful. You gotta get to the spirit realm, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so you that didn't was like probably my biggest dislike of okay. the whole thing. Then it's just you... a weird scene yeah. to have in a whole movie, you know? Yeah. To me it was. And going this that's pretty much my other dislike. Going back to what Chris was saying, you're you're saying things up that never have payoff or paying off things that never have set up. Whichever way you want to go at it, it's neither is good. But that whole peyote scene, it's like, okay, they're doing it so that Chavez can get a vision that they need to go west. Okay. That makes they sense. They never go west. They never go west. <laughs> and he just joins yeah. it. It's like, then what was the whole point of it? Yes. Well, well I mean, hold on, hold on. Excuse to do drugs. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Christy says, that, "Did you see that really big chicken?" Was a funny part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is so stupid. Yes. <laughs> Did you see that big chicken? Maybe. <laughs> 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 Maybe you do. I don't know when you're high. John might be able to tell us. I don't know. <laughs> it is. <random. laughs> 
I don't get it. So, so I'm right I there with you, John. Okay, let's. I think that leaves just a tiny. What's one thing you didn't like before we um, get to our trash makers? Yeah, uh, one thing I didn't like was the bulletproof outhouse. That they <laughs> <found> <laughs> <in the kitchen. laughs> I can agree with that. <laughs> you've, you've shot up a few outhouses in your day. I've shot them up. I've blown them up. None of them <laughs> right. have been bulletproof. It, yeah. Is this the one that the bounty hunters in? Is that where yeah. you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Dance. I mean, I mean, they're unloading on this outhouse, and he's still just like picking them off. You know? <laughs> right. Like, oh, you got Charlie Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> After with state, which I mean, that house. I mean, they must have built stuff, you know, to last back in the old west. Right. They like them like they used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it man, was a oh, man. It was a part outhouse, part doomsday bunker. <laughs> you didn't realize. That was a prepper's uh, yeah. homestead out there. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Okay, guys. Well, I guess now we can get into our tragic makers. I did mine already. So let's go back to, let's go back to John. What's your thing that you hated most about Young Guns? Well, I hate the entire premise of the movie, which is your boss gets killed and you go <laughs> on a killing rampage to avenge his death. I just can't identify that with that in any job I've ever held in my life. <laughs> you know, you're just you just like, love you your boss. Get another job. Yeah. Well, I guess we're getting a new boss. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you weren't there. You didn't see the way they gunned it down. Yeah, you know. Well, I just say, to their credit, I've never had a boss, like, impart manhood, words right. of wisdom, you know, how to be a man yeah. to me. So maybe I'd feel he a little bit more different. like a father figure to them. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 And okay. it was kind of funny how it was like, go on, boys will be boys. And they're just riding their horses around and right. yipping and yeehawing. <laughs> and that's what got him killed or whatever. That's right. Yeah. They weren't that oh, funny. Yeah. I don't. I don't hear this giant posse of thirty horsemen behind me. You just go right along. Boys will be boys. I'm sure whatever these guys want, they just want to chat. They just want to shoot the breeze. Can you, assuming like if you could really like say that really happened, imagine you're just riding your horses around with your buddies having fun, and you just turn around, you're like, oh dang, yeah, my boss is dead. <laughs> Paul just got shot up so fierce. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Uh, right? <laughs> Turn your back for just one second. Oh, every man. time. Every time. Now we got to reset that workman's no injuries counter. <laughs> That's uh, right. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. You got shot. Uh, <laughs> HR is going to hate this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Paul, what's something you hated about Young Guns? Okay, after an hour and a half, we're building up to a climax, and they're all in this house, and they set the house on fire, and then the cavalry shows up, and this place is surrounded. Like, yes. not only are the, 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 the posse and the gunmen of the town there, but then they have the infantry troops all around surrounding the house mm -hmm. in, uh, in town there, and they're all yeah. locked in there. And then somehow Chavez, I know he's Indian and they can sneak around, but Mexican can, Indian, Mexican Indian, he can <laughs> penetrate the surrounding forces around the house without being noticed. Right to the spirit realm. Yes. <laughs> okay. See, talk about setting up and not paying off. They didn't show that. 
So he's able to think through. He took yeah. a huge hit of peyote. And it, really <laughs> gave him, it, gave him the, it gave him the strength and the invisibility. Okay, my thinker is that I did not see that huge shot because that would have been amazing of him taking that much peyote to go through the lines and to gather horses, bring them back. <laughs> and have everyone come out of the house, jump on the horses, and leave. So that, I mean, you're at the finale here, and how are they going to escape? We're going to do some magic David Copperfield disappearance stuff that you got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. But alas, it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> also, uh, Nate, why don't you tell us what it is? That is your tragic maker. My uh, tragic maker was the ending. Just the same same thing. I remember watching, because thanks to streaming now, you can see how much time is left um, in the movie. And I, I remember they were like up in the house. They was sitting on, sitting on fire. And I was like, oh, man, how are they going to get out of this one? And then I like paused the movie for a second, saw that there was like, Seven flipping minutes left, <laughs> and we hadn't gone through the credits or anything. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not a good sign that they are going to have to wrap this whole thing up in like two minutes. And boy, howdy, do they. Like, <laughs> they have enough time to get to find their horses, get on their horses, and, and, and you've got a hundred trained guns. Just shooting away, and Emilio's like, ah, and he's getting hit like five or seven, eight times, and he gets on his horse just fine. Nobody pursues them. Emilio apparently has enough time to come back, point directly at Jack Palance, and just say, I forget whatever his line was, and and blow him away. Nobody's firing it at Emilio. There's a clean shot 50 yards away. Everybody's just going to let them do that. And it's almost like the director at the end was just like, oh, man, we ran out of film. Um, <laughs> There's no more oh, film crap. left. <laughs> crap. How are we going to explain this? Well, shoot, just have Keith or Su- Kiefer Sutherland just say a minute of exposition at the very end, summing it all up. We don't have to show any of it. We don't have to have any payoffs. They even greet each other under the narration, and you can't even hear what they're saying to each other. Like, man, I sure learned a lot of things from you. I sure learned a lot of things from you, Billy the Psychopath. Nobody does that. Like, it's just, it's, it's just the yeah. most horrible. Oh crud! We got to wrap this up in thirty seconds. Right now, I felt like I was at the end of a, a men's group or something, where they're just like, "Well, it's eight o'clock. We, you know." Hey, the bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. <laughs> oh man, it was so. The ending. I was just expecting a whole, whole lot more than yeah. what, 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 what they, what they gave us. Well, there's, but you got tons of setup, Nate. Just tons yeah, of setup. Tons of setup. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Was, was think, well, go ahead, like Chris, the, with your treasure maker. Okay, this is kind of teeing off of yours. My treasure oh, maker yeah. is a little different, but, mm-hmm. but just the. The payoff thing, like the whole thing with like Charlie and Emilio, like they were starting to butt heads and they were like, uh, it was that was, felt like it was building up and about to reach a climax. They were like, we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to duke this out after dininner. Yeah, yeah. And then the very next covered. scene, Charlie dies. 
Yeah. And there's no payoff to that character development, mm-hmm. to that yep. storyline that was building. They just kill him off, yeah. and you d- you never see them work it out at all. Wait, or, or, wait, wait. Are you talking about Charlie what? Sheen or the character Charlie? Charlie Sheen actually dies. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying, for sure. And that's how it was in the West. But yeah. it was no, no. You're, I'm confused because I know Charlie dies, and I know the uh, the Wait, the guy I named Charlie. Died. Okay, I'm talking about. Okay, Dick and Billy are are there's that there's that story that's that's developing mm-hmm. of, of them butting heads, and Dick's actually kind of the the voice of reason, and and they're about to to figure things out, and like one one of them, they both want to be the leader, and then. Dick just dies, and yeah. like, there's and again really no payoff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just no payoff. Like that's not. Uh, uh, yeah, I terrible, hated that terrible. as well. Totally. But I think the real tragic maker in this bonus <laughs> is the death scenes oh. are are so bad that they're actually kind of good. Um, <laughs> because from uh, when um, Zod gets shot, this is this was my favorite, when Zod gets shot and he stands up after he's been shot like five times, he stands <laughs> up and then like kind of leaps out of his wagon for some reason. <laughs> Somehow he gets shot five times but has a just... With right. perfect posture, it felt like a Monty Python sk- type death, where just like you're shot, oh, stand up straight and fall over. Like it was just like so ridiculous. And then uh, there were a bunch of bunch of death scenes like that, like where um, the lawyer guy dies, John Locke, John oh Locke yeah, yeah, dies. Oh, get Catelyn gun and fill with yeah, yeah, what was yeah. that about? And somehow he's like still standing and dancing while these bullets are shooting him yeah. twenty, fifty times. Well, for and he's just like you- doing. You come outside. You come outside when all of your 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 cohorts have been yeah. completely gunned down, and the first thing that goes through your mind is, "Well, shoot, I should go out on the front porch and see how things are going out there." And then he just walks, check he on just the boys. Rolls out there. The yeah. army's just like, "Well, shoot, we got to use this thing for something." <laughs> yeah. Why would they use it for the unarmed person? I mean, why aren't they using yeah. that beforehand? It's so and like ridiculous. they just keep going, like. After the first like five hundred times, like maybe you can you could probably stop. Like, they are, save some of your they are shooting ground chuck at that point. It's yeah. just like, no, we got we paid for these bullets. Taxpayers paid say, for these. Now that's the thing about Gatlin guns. When you get to go and you don't want to quit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that it? Okay. And you also gotta keep in mind it's a government funded Gatlin gun. True. So they've got a budget they have yes. to like fill up. Otherwise they don't get that budget next year. So right, they got exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the best part was when uh, Murphy or McMurphy or whatever, like um, Emilio shoots him in the head and he like turns around and look in and, and like he has time to like blink and look around while he's got a freaking bullet <laughs> hole in the middle of his head. And he's just like, hmm, I bet I'm about to die. I'm going to contemplate this a little bit and blink and look around and just kind of feel really sad about it before <laughs> I fall down dead to the water, which I'm going to, which I'm going to walk to. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> He's gosh. Like, I'm going to sit down, have a couple smokes with this, <laughs> drink a couple beers <laughs> while I got this huge bullet. Hey, hole Jack, Jack right Palance pretty much did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> he was able to turn to the camera. Oh, look at this hole. Oh, <laughs> well, when this happens, 
that leaves Tiny. What is your trash maker for Young Guns? Um, I mean, I would just echo the sentiment that I thought the ending really felt flat. I mm. loved how they built up these impossible odds. Yeah. Oh, didn't yeah. Pay them off. Yeah. Like they, I mean, they just yeah, everybody just run out and yep. we'll get shot, but we won't die. Uh, I guess since I can't pick that, I'll pick the scene where uh, what Keith or Sutherland, Southern, how Southern, you say his name? Sutherland. He went to see the uh, Yin Shun lady. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that not borderline assault? That was a yeah, very creepy. That scene. made me uncomfortable. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was bad. I thought, you know what? I honestly thought their romance was one of the things I actually enjoyed about this film. I really? Yeah, oh, I thought it was nice. Wow. Okay. Well, when you want to show a woman you love her and you the care about is, her, you break into her bedroom <laughs> yeah. and you place your hand over her mouth and tell her to be quiet yeah. while you try to explain your feelings to her. And every time she starts to say something, you just... <laughs> I think you're painting this as kind of a bad light for me here, Tiny. <laughs> what yeah. you don't understand is that... I am her butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's just a little pillow talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, guys, now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. Okay, guys, do we rate Young Guns a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this film, whether or not they've seen it before. I mean... Whether or not they like 310 to Yuma, Yuma, they should see this movie. A nostalgic, it's worth watching again if you enjoyed it as a kid, if you or if you have fond memories of it. It's, it's worth still popping in every once in a while to watch again. Or a tragic, it's not worth anyone's time. Whether or not you've seen it before, if you have fond memories of this film, just leave those in your memory banks. Otherwise, you will sully the, your memories with a re- with a rewatch. So let's start with our guests. Let's start with uh, Nate this time. What is your final rating for Young Guns? You had a prediction of nostalgic. Did that hold mm-hmm. true? Oh no! <laughs> no, I, I'd say I'd say tragic. Uh, there are so many other better westerns with better stories to watch than this one. Um, no, tragic for me. Tragic for you. Okay. Uh, how about Chris? What's your final rating? Um, well, Tiny called this, uh, said he originally called it a uh, cult classic. And I, I think this is one of those examples of why cults get a bad rap. <laughs> um, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> may, I could see maybe if I like saw it in sixth grade sure. and enjoyed it, yeah, you know, yeah. at that maturity level. I could then rewatch it out of nostalgia, uh-huh. but not having had that advantage, yeah. I definitely have to rate it as as tragic. Tragic. There are many better westerns that I think are worth a rewatch, like Three Ten to Yuma. Yeah, I agree. No, it's <laughs> three. Like like Silverado. Silverado uh, is fantastic. wonderful. I've never seen Silverado. I want to get into more westerns. Dale and Chad has recommended John Wayne's The Cowboys several times. Oh, yeah. So I want to see yeah. that. So, okay, good. Silverado, Cowboys, awesome. How about the shakiest gun in the West? With Don Ooh. Very <laughs> good one. The We're man th- who killed Liberty Balance. Oh, that's a good one. I, that's, that's a real good movie. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm giving you all these recommendations. 
But but the final rating for Young Guns from you, Chris, was tragic. Is that correct? Yes. Or tragic. Okay. Even though your prediction was nostalgic, it didn't hold up there. Uh, let's go to John next. What was your final rating? I would go with Tragic 2. Tragic like, 2? Oh, man. Yeah. It ruins your memories. You know, like I said, it came out when I was 12, yeah. and it had all these stars in it, so I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Sure, sure. But, you know, upon re-examining it, it was... Uh, it did not hold up to my memories. You know, uh, okay. it's like going and seeing your favorite rock band from when you were a kid, mm -hmm. you know, play a show and they're old and that guy can't hit the high notes anymore or whatever. Exactly. You, know, just, you can't tamper with your memories like that. Yeah. 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 Like uh, there's a movie. I'm glad. I'm so glad we had that perspective of yours, John. Um, because yeah, like Chris, me, I haven't seen it before. So that I don't have the, the knowledge of what this was, was like as a kid. But I can I know of a movie. There's this movie called Warriors of Virtue. Have any of you ever seen that movie? I think I saw part of it. I think I saw like <laughs> 20 minutes of that. At, it's like these kangaroo game. ninja guys yeah, from another weird. dimension. <laughs> anyway, I remember thinking that movie that's was so great. great. <laughs> I'm getting there, Paul. Oh. <laughs> uh, but I recently saw a trailer and I'm like, uh, yeah. why did I like this movie? <laughs> Uh, so anyway. I thought of I thought of Dragonheart. What like, I loved Dragonheart when I saw that, and then I rewatched that a couple of years ago. Uh -huh. Oh come on! <laughs> it, does not hold up. it does hold up. We rated a classic on this very podcast. Oh. Yes, I, I demand a recap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, Dragonheart might have been the one where I was trying to average everything, so yeah. it may have ended up nostalgic. Right. I don't remember. Regardless, okay. So, ultimately, a tragic from John. Uh, how about you, Tiny? What was your final rating? Uh, my prediction was that it was going to be a tragedy. Yes, but, uh, yes. And I have to say that every I believe that everything everyone has said here is true. It's not a good movie. Yeah. But, but I feel like it's a bad movie in the best way possible. Oh, okay. Bottom line, yeah. I, I did enjoy mm -hmm. watching this movie. Really? I, okay. I awesome. laughed. When people got shot and then they got right back up. I, I love murder. The dude's hiding <laughs> in the outhouse. Uh, I loved it when like the army rolls up and then they just run out of the <laughs> run away. <laughs> I mean, all that stuff was fun. Yeah. I was entertained watching this. So okay. I'm going to give it a classic. A I classic. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Very classic. cool. <laughs> wow. And anybody Shake who thinks this movie is a bad movie. Has obviously never watched Surf Ninjas. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yes, I think I Surf. Seen that in forever. I would like to see that again. Yes, I have fond memories, yes. but they may not hold up. Right, uh, right. <laughs> Rob right. Schneider's finest. <laughs> so that leaves Paul and me. Uh, Paul, what's your final rating? You predicted nostalgic. I predicted nostalgic, and it had been. It's been about. I, Let's put it this way. The last time I saw this movie was when it was on VHS. Oh, okay. So it had been a while. And there are most of it I did not remember. But mm. I, for the most part, I enjoyed rewatching it. Oh, okay. Um, I would not recommend it to everybody. But if it has been 20 years since you've seen this movie mm -hmm. and you enjoyed it 20 years ago, then yeah, I'd recommend giving it a rewatch. So I'm going to say nostalgic. Nostalgic. Okay. Wow. I mean, yes, I agree. Every almost, almost everything you guys said, um, 
how it does definitely has its flaws, but sure. All right. Well, I'm sure you guys are not surprised. I'm going to rate this a classic, classically <laughs> tragic movie. Oh my goodness. Ah, oh, geez. Yeah. I, this was not fun. I did not. I'm glad. I'm so glad you enjoyed it, Tiny. I, I really, I don't dismiss when other people enjoy movies that I don't like. That's totally fine. But for me, this was just a drag. I did not. I, I just, I hated that there was, I just, I cannot get over that. You don't know why he's just blatantly killing people. I just don't get it. <laughs> it's like crazy. It's just like violence for violence sake. I don't, I guess I don't get it. I, I, I plenty enjoy violent movies, Die Hard, Predator, uh, True Lies, but all of them, there's like, there's a, I mean, there's a good guy and you know what the motivation is and what the motivation of this bad guy and why all the violence is necessary. It makes sense. This did not make any sense to me. I did not enjoy it. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Yeah, this movie was bad guys versus worse guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even even though there's movies like Ocean's Eleven, where I think does it that's bad guys versus worse guys. And I think that's yeah. way more entertaining, way more fun, because I think yeah, there's something to connect with on, on You understand their motivations. Yeah. You understand what's driving them. Exactly, exactly. So with that said, with Four Tragics versus a Classic and Nostalgic. The Retro Rewind <laughs> Podcast rates Young Guns a disputed, pretty, pretty well disputed, tragic film. We don't recommend anyone watch this, whether or not you've seen it before. See, now I want to go and watch Young Guns 2 now, so I think it's safe <sighs> to bet that we're not going to review it in the next two years or so, right? Probably not. It hasn't been nominated or anything, so... Anybody that does want to watch this movie, watch Three Ninjas first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. I, uh, no, I, and I respect the the idea of a movie being so bad it's good. Yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. I I love terrible movies. Oh I guess. yeah. <laughs> I just feel like this this was this was entertaining in how terrible it was. But I feel like if I'm gonna see a movie that's so bad it's good, There's Three like Ninjas, Surf Ninjas. <laughs> You know, there, there are a lot of other viable options. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Oh, oh yeah, yes. there you go. The movie. There you go. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think now that we've uh, now it's time to get back to our own time. Good old twenty XX. Twenty XX. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Oh, it feels good to be back in good old 20XX. You sound like you were just using that <laughs> that outhouse that's a bunker. <laughs> and you know what? There's that no bullet holes in there. outhouse. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe I was. Maybe I wasn't. But regardless, uh, we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1988 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflex capacitors, namely... Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keane, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Kahn. Oh my gosh, he's here right now. Uh, the Feeling Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, James Kennison, Daryl Hafner, Kevin Joshua Burnham, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Crambitter, and Pastor Deuston. In addition, in addition to five other awesome patrons as well. We got a new patron who's in that extra five group. Thank you so much for becoming a new patron. You know who you are. Uh, and if you want to help keep us flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to see how. 
And while we're thanking our supporters, we want to give a big cowboy hug to our subscribers on Twitch, which is another way to send us a couple of bucks a month. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free. You can find out how at the little video that Francisco made at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Twitch Prime. But hey, let's keep the gratitude train going because, uh, and hopefully, no, we get no varmints trying to take it over. Uh, because we love hearing from you, be it our iTunes or Apple Podcast reviews, comments on our website, or through our contact form. And it, by the way, if you've been getting errors on our contact form because it's like not working or whatever, I didn't realize I never activated it. Like it was working at one point, but then I, there was some issue on the back end, and apparently I had to go in and reactivate it. And I didn't realize that until real recently. So I think it will be working now if you try to submit uh, feedback through the contact form. And if you have any other issues with the contact form, just use the contact form to let Francisco know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for that PSA. Uh, so the contact form is one way to contact us. Uh, and Or is it? <laughs> or is it? Maybe it's not a good way, but hopefully it is. Nonetheless, we haven't received any feedback recently. But thank you, everyone, for reaching out to us when you have. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 195 is the place to find timestamps for this episode, uh, links to contact us, and links for voting on the movies you want us to review. But there, that's not the only place you can reach us. Paul, where else can people find the show? And also, yourself. Well, shoot. Feel free to talk to us and share anything you like or find funny that's 15 years or older on our social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. And I have no consistency in my accents at all, as bad as they are. Also, as I mentioned, we are on Twitch. You can watch and chat with us live like these fine folks that are doing right now. You can go to Twitch.tv slash RetroRewindPod to see retro video games or see francisco play uh whatever pixel art game he's creating <laughs> but if you want to find me paul j powers you can go to pauljpowers.com and stop by and say hi there do it thank you paul for being an awesome friend and co-host of this podcast see my accent isn't inconsistent either i need to work right. on it all right no, i thought it was stellar fight me chris Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much for being an awesome friend, awesome fellow young gun, uh, even though we're getting to be old guns now. But uh, it's awesome getting to do this show with you. And I appreciate you, Paul. All right. And I am also grateful for you and our fellow regulators that came with us to join our posse on this mm-hmm. review of young guns. So uh, let's each go around and say uh, your name and what you your favorite ice cream is. No. What? No. <laughs> uh, Tiny, tell people how uh, they can find you online if there's anything you'd like to promote. Uh, well, me and John, we do the Earth Oddity Podcast. It is the best podcast you've never heard of before, where we talk about odd news from around the globe uh, every week. And if you want to tweet at us, we are Earth Odd- uh, underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. We have underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram if you like pictures and I think that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Right. We're funny dudes. <laughs> John, how about you? 
Oh, I was just going to echo Tiny and say we're funny dudes with a Southern accent. So, all right. Um, at awesome. the very least, you can make fun of us for sounding dumb. By the way, if you've ever wanted to be a regulator of other people's podcasts and shame them for not for watching the Super Bowl instead of going to church, then you definitely have to get on the Earth IE Posse because right. they are totally bringing the salt to this other podcast. That's right. That's uh, right. We are. So check out one of their one of their more recent episodes. You can find out how to be a part of the fun there. That's right. All right. And we also have uh, Nate and Chris. Nate, how can people find you? And is there anything you'd like to promote? Yeah, people don't want to reach me. I'll uh, let I'll let Ken. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'll find them. How depressing would that be? I'm not worth, <laughs> I'm not worth reaching. Um, no, you can uh, just give you a number. You, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Nate Voices. If you want a uh, professionally sound, professional sounding recording, unlike what I'm advertising right now, you can go to Fiverr.com slash Nate Henderson. Uh, and yeah, I'll let, uh, I'll let Chris tell about all the, the recent stuff we're doing. All right, yeah. Chris. Um, so we're starting a podcast. We just launched a new podcast called stunning and brave. It's the wokest, uh, most progressive podcast on the internet right mm-hmm. now. Uh, it's so <laughs> progressive. Far. Uh, they've actually named two genders after it. Um, <laughs> so I, I highly recommend, uh, Checking out our podcast at stunningandbrave.net. I'm stunning. Nate is brave. And, um, yeah, check that out. And you can find me on Instagram at Mad Callen, um, Twitter at Bovine Wright. Uh, I'm not very active on Twitter, though. So oh, okay. I don't know. Just now, follow me so I feel like I've got followers there. Now, now, I have a question for you guys. Do you ever have to check your privilege on how progressive you are? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. We are so progressive that it that it's honestly it's embarrassing and I feel guilty about it. Okay. Yeah. That okay, good. I'm glad you're doing that. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. All right, good. I, I'll be able to listen from my safe space podcatcher. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So thank you so, so, so much, John, Tiny, Nate, Chris. It has been an awesome experience getting to do this podcast with you. It's it's so fun that we I'm glad we we're all able to come together. The stars aligned for us to head out. And kill uh, Jack Plants. It's fantastic. Um, Much obliged. <laughs> but, uh, and I'm also thankful to Paul, of course, but I don't appreciate you guys the most. Mostly, mostly I appreciate you. Yes, you listening right now. Charlie, listening. Emilio, other Charlie. Chavez. Bob Chavez. Yeah, you, you're listening right now. Whether this is your first time listening to the show or you're a part of the Rewinder community, thanks for spending time with us, and we pray you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I really do pray over you guys that you're you you find some mirth in this, you feel like you can connect with us, and that we're yeah we're just bringing you some level of joy. Uh, I have been and continue to be uh, Francisco Ruiz. Find me <laughs> like what's my name again? I have to read it. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr, or just contact me v- via Twitter or Instagram. Finally, we are proud to be part of the, the Christian Geek Network Central at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You can catch us at CGC or our website, but like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for Enemy of the State, our next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. 
Why did you blow up the building? Because um, Lex Luthor told me to. Because you had to make a phone call, Paul. Yeah. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to yeah. Point Omega. And return to base. Enema of the State. Best Blink-182 album. What? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I think it's time for another episode, or another installment, of the Young and Jones Reviews. All right, let's get to it. Then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. Trust me. Are you making this up as you go along? Yeah. Serious! <laughs> Don't believe me. You will, Dr. Jones. Mission accomplished. Full throttle. No Those people are trying to kill us. I know, Dad! It's a new experience for me. It happens to me all the time. Welcome, everyone, to our installment of reviewing each episode of Young Indiana Jones as we make our way through the entire Indiana Jones movie trilogy via our Christmas episode. So in between each Christmas, you're going to get installments every month of our Young Indiana Jones uh, reviews. And today is for episode number two, which Paul, give us what the name of that was, who was in it, who directed it, all that. All that. All right. First, I have some good news and bad news. The bad news is last time I said that uh, this is actually broken up in chapters. So we're reviewing chapter two, not episode two. Oh, yeah, that's chapter one. I said was actually a combination of episode one and two. And it actually wasn't. Oh, it was an half of episode one and half of another episode. What? The other half of episode one comes later, like in chapter six or eight. So that means we're actually going to be able to finish the last half of that story when he's older. Oh, well, that's good to know. We have something to look forward to. So, but chapter two is actually a combination of two episodes. It's uh, British East Africa in 1909 and Paris in 1908, which is actually taken from an episode in season one and in season two. So what in the world are they thinking? Yeah. So. <clears throat> this makes no sense. But okay, I'm glad that's a little bit more clarified for yeah, us. I don't know Paul. about you, but I think that's all crazy. Yeah. I, exactly, Chris. Exactly. Crazy. At least the time jump between the two, he's not like four years older this time. That's true. That's a good point, Paul. All right. Well, okay. Thank you. And where are the names? Of, what's the name of this chapter? Uh, Passion for Life. And when did it come out? Do you have the release date for this? Well, <laughs> because it's two episodes the the first one was uh in episode episode number three in season one that came out in march 18th 1992 and the second part of this was in uh ba 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 1993 okay so. interesting all right well let's go ahead and real quick go through the things we liked and didn't like about this episode of Young and Jones. We have Chris and Nate are still here. They're going to join in on the conversation, but I'm going to start off by handing over to you, Paul. Oh. What is one thing you really liked about this, uh, these two chapters, this or this chapter, these two episodes of Young yeah. Indiana Jones? I really like the actor that plays Young Indiana Jones here. That was um, your one last time. No, but what I do like about him is that it shows him like running and frolicking like, 
catching up with people, but in a way like a normal 10 year old would like, Oh, just sure. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, he's not like, like, okay, I have to hit Mark one and run to Mark two. Like, okay. For this scene or whatever. He seems like a natural 10 year old. Okay. Really like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like your typical uh, child actor or anything. He's, right. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Very cool. Okay. Something I liked about uh, Young Ann Jones, these two episodes, was I thought it was really cool to get to meet, meet in quotation marks, President Roosevelt, yes. uh, Norman Rockwell, uh, Pablo yeah. Picasso, and Degas. I don't know his first or last name. I'm not sure which one's which. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But I also enjoy that. You get pieces of history, people. In. Yeah, well, apparently, exactly. if you're rich and, and you're also famous at that time, and we travel around the world, only rich and famous people are traveling. So... Of course, you're gonna meet it. You're gonna meet everybody. Oh yeah, I guess that's a good point. Did you? Did you guys, Nate and Chris, did you either of you feel that way about the episodes? Yeah, I definitely did, and and I completely agree. Hundred percent. Awesome. Okay, nice. cool. Was there anything that really stood out to you guys about these these episodes that you liked? I thought it was an odd choice. For <laughs> they were they were definitely made the episodes. <laughs> All right. No, I just thought it was is really weird that that they randomly had um, Kathy Bates come in, but she was playing herself. Thank you. Yes. Um, which <laughs> oh. you know, I don't feel felt a bit anachronistic because because she she wasn't born until much later. So I don't know. It was, it was just an odd story choice. I thought. Yeah, Weird. I mean, great I, actress. Great. Yeah, actress. yeah, yeah. Kathy Bates is great. I don't remember that actress. part though. Paul, do you the, remember that part? It was Kathy Bateman's grandmother, who Kathy Bateman was named after. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh. That might have been. That might have been. Okay, that then in the, in the unedited version. That oh, that's true. Maybe, maybe they, maybe Chris and Nate have this uh, special edition that we don't have yeah. access to. Okay. I Very really cool. liked seeing uh, the Hamburglar, though. I thought that was probably my favorite. <laughs> favorite cameo was the Hamburglar. Rubble, rubble. Man, I, all these things I missed on the special edition. Maybe I got to get a piece of that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, Paul, what's something else? Oh, now, those are the main things we liked. Let's go real yeah. quick now the things we didn't like. Uh, for me, I'll, I'll go first this time. Oh my goodness! I, I bet you can guess what it is, Paul. Can you guess? Um, disobedient. Oh children. my gosh, Indy! <laughs> with his, could he please just stay in his room? No, for they set that up in the first chapter. He, he, you know, cuts and he did. He's going out. Everywhere he didn't learn his the lesson then. No, Things he, keep going badly for him. He gets um, captured by slave traders. Oh, let me yes. go out again. Oh, yes. I'm gonna get eaten by a lion. Let me go out again. It'll be yeah. fine this time. Gosh, kid. Okay, let me warn you, this doesn't change. Even if oh. the movie, he still doesn't like stay in his room. He still goes down into the Temple of Doom. But doesn't he... <laughs> as an adult, that's fine. You can make adult decisions. But as a kid, listen to your betas. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that would have made a really more interesting TV show is if it had just been <laughs> the adventures of Indiana Jones being super obedient at all times. Yeah. Thank I you, Chris. That would have been a Thank much... You more interesting show which i'm glad you agree the things that i didn't like because i I thought it was boring for what it was (laughs) as as exciting as it is uh, going out and you know having these adventures um it's still a product of its time and it's still very slow moving okay so you felt that same way then paul that well not that he was disobedient but just even in the disobedience you would have wanted more adventure in what there was but i did like it for what it is, um, I'm not trying to say like, oh, this is majorly boring, but it, it definitely it's 
it's a product of its time and especially kids today i don't know if would sit through it i don't yeah. know if adults today would sit through it rather than you know us yeah i mean i did i was watching on 2x speed and that certainly helped get through okay it. you little cheater that's <laughs> you're cheating um, but uh, nate or chris was there anything in particular that you didn't like about the episode Um, I just thought it got a little too, uh, political with the, the conversation about tearing down the wall and, and well, no, I mean, what's super and, political about like never Trump, uh, it just, <laughs> it felt again. Oh, because, because they thought Roosevelt was like a, a Trump is a kind of Roosevelt that is that where you're going with that? Well, yeah. And then at one time he literally said, Trump is not my president. And I thought, <laughs> Yeah, he like burns a MAGA hat, which I thought was excessive. Yeah, I thought so. Well, and Young Indy does try to keep Roosevelt from killing all the animals, which is which is weird. I mean, I I I thought like, oh wow, they're really going for the like save the plant messaging back yeah, then. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, well, it, it was having, good. But... Having Greta Thunberg at the very end give a twenty minute sermon on climate change was. I... I felt I felt it just felt a tad bit preachy. Yeah, but the music they played behind it was actually pretty enthusiastic. I mean, it was pretty it was pretty rousing. All right. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah, that's interesting. I I had no idea that that was all this new content is in this special edition of this old yeah. old show that no one cares about. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much Nate and Chris and uh, Paul, and this has been your edition of uh, Young and Jones. We're going to Say here, here, let's do this, Paul, as we go. Would we say this is better or worse than episode the first chapter? Oh, I would say it it flows better. It flows better, but I think it's more adventurous in the first chapter. So I'm going to say the first chapter so far is better overall. Mm, that's hard. I I actually, I would say the second one is for what, whatever reason, I'm looking forward to the next chapter. Oh, okay. More so than after the first chapter was done. I'm looking forward to that when makes... he's older. Unless oh, I like, I'm really enjoying the young one. He is, awesome. but he's way of disobedient. So we're going to end it there. And uh, thank you. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this installment of Young Indiana Jones uh, Retro Rewind Style. And we'll catch you next month for Chapter 3. <laughs>